Welcome to Saturday's Book of the Month passage here at True Dominion Ministries. I am your host, LaTanya Stevens. I pray that you all are doing well on this Saturday. I just want to give you a little bit of info before I get started about what this segment of the show is really about. So I've started reading books lately, and I would say for the past year I've been reading books. And I know that everybody does not read the Bible or they may read a different version of the Bible. So what I thought about was that some of these books really have in them exactly what I'm thinking. After I've read a scripture over and over and over and over and over and over and over again. However, sometimes things can speak to you the same exact way, but just say it differently. So now I am, I'm currently reading this book called Mighty Prevailing Prayer. It's a book on prayer, of course, and it says experiencing the power of answered prayer. The author is Wesley L. Duell, last name spelled D-U-E-W-E-L. I came across this book because I was reading actually another book on prayer and that particular book mentioned this author and this book. So I got it and I started reading it. This book says exactly what I'm thinking. And the passage that I'm going to read you today is exactly that. So I hope you enjoy this. I hope that uh, you get something out of it as if I did. Um, The reason why this particular passage spoke to me was because earlier this year, God told me to not pray repetitiously and do not pray to be seen because of the place that I was in at that time. And I understood that and I went back to Matthew chapter 6 verses 5 through 7 to really read it out, to really grasp what he was saying to me. I believe in today's time, we often pray out of emotions. And that even brings me to on Thursdays when I pray, it's now called praying the scripture. Because we can pray, but if we're not giving God back his words, then we are just full of emotions. Okay. And so not that you can't pray without the scripture, but (laughs) God wants you to bring him back his word. His word says that he hastens to answer his word. So I want to bring this point to Saturday's book of the month. Like I said, the name of the book, once again, is called Mighty Prevailing Prayer, Experiencing the Power of Answered Prayer by Wesley L. Duell, D-U-E-W-E-L. This passage will be coming from chapter nine and it's on page 67 in this book. And I'm gonna go ahead and begin. It says, Fenelon wrote, he who desires not from the depths of his heart makes a deceptive prayer. Heaven wants sincerity, not beautiful, polite words. Heaven wants depth of soul, not lukewarm mouthings. After hearing many of your family prayers or even pulpit prayers, God's angels who see our souls through and through must feel like uttering Solomon's words in Ecclesiastes 1 and 2. Meaningless, meaningless, utterly meaningless. We have said the same words so often that we can almost say them without thinking. There is nothing new because nothing is really desired. Repetition is sweet in the ears of God when it is the heart cry of the soul. Jesus repeated in the agony in Gethsemane, but repetition is lukewarm nothingness when it is unfelt words that are consciously or unconsciously intended as much for the ears of the people as for the ears of God. Such words may be a sedative for our own soul. They do not register with God. 
That passage really spoke to me because I've understood for a while now that when I even hear people praying, they're saying the same thing that they've been taught to pray, the same things that they've heard in prayer. There is no relationship. There is no personal encounter. We say things to God as if, <laughs> you know how, I'm going to put it like this. You know how if you're having a conversation with someone and they keep saying the same thing over and over and over and you're like, okay, how many times are you going to say that? Okay, can you please change the conversation? Can you please move on beyond that point in your life? And I believe that's how God looks at us sometimes. Sometimes we say the same things over and over and over and he's looked. Did you get it? Did you really get it? Because if you didn't, then like Solomon, it's meaningless. We have to come to a point in prayer that we make it so personal with God. What do you love about God? If God is in heaven, and he is, and he's surrounded by angels, and all they do is adore him, he's surrounded by adoration. What if we changed our conversation with God to just loving on him, telling him how wonderful he is. I'm not talking about walking into this, this thing uh, of familiar prayers and, oh, Lord, you are a good God. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about what has he done for you personally? How has he been to you personally in your day-to-day -day life? What has he changed you from? How did he change your heart? What did he take away from you that you couldn't take away from yourself? What did he give you that you couldn't give yourself? We have to become so personal with God. And I'm not saying that sometimes it, sometimes it's not as easy to go into prayer. If you, I'm gonna put it like this. If you really don't love God like that, you're gonna have a hard time talking or speaking love to him. And I've been on both sides of the fence, okay? I've been in a place where prayer seemed to be so hard. It was like, I was dreading it. It was like, I'm tired of praying. I'm tired of worrying. I'm tired of, of doing this and that. I'm going to tell you what changed me. And I will be reading John Hannah's book too. John Hannah just wrote a book called Just Pray. It's a book on teaching you how to pray. And adoration is one of those things that he said. And he said it just like that. I believe that's where I got that from, where God is adored in heaven and we need to surround him with our own adoration now his book is good this book made so much sense to me as well but since i'm not talking about john hannah's book or reading his passage today i'm going to focus on wesley duell's book and that chapter once again was called the dynamic of desire and it's about having a desire to pray do you have a desire to pray? Do you have a desire to reach the Lord? Do you have a desire in your heart to have your prayer answered? Do you understand what you may be doing wrong? What is your motive when you go to God? What is your the heart's intent when you go to God? What is it that you, do you just want his hand? Do you just want him to just give you? Or are you looking for him to show you something about him? Are you looking for him to draw closer to you as you draw to him? We have to come to a place in prayer where we are so personal with God, just like we do with our phones. We're so, so personal with these phones. We take it everywhere we go. We take it in the bathroom. <laughs> we take it in the kitchen. We take it to the table when we're eating, no matter who's there. We take it everywhere we go. We feel almost like we're lost without our devices. But we're even more lost without our father. 
we're even more lost without Jesus. So if we can think of God just like our phone, and if we treated God better than we do our phones, what kind of relationship could we really have? We wouldn't have to be asking God, oh, Lord, give me, give me, give me, give me, give me. We can be in a place where we just want to love on him and just adore him and be thankful for wherever we are and in the places that we are. We can be in a place where we desire more of him, where we don't even want to wake up in the morning without praying. We don't want to go to bed at night without praying. We don't want to make a move without praying. We don't want to even connect to people without praying. There is a desire that you must have when you go to God. There is a desire that that you must have to spend time with Lord because we become this world where everything is so visual, meaning just like our social medias, we got Instagram, we got Facebook, we got TikTok, and God knows what else is out there. I have no idea. But all those things visible and you get a visual sense. Your sense of seeing is so enticed by every single thing but our spirits are dead. I'm going to tell you what my favorite part was. When it said, we have said the same words so often that we can almost say them without thinking. If that's not the truth, I don't know what it is. I just want you to take this time throughout your day today and just think about, is there something different you can say to God? Is there a different conversation that you may need to have with God? Yes, we talk about repentance. And yes, we talk about Thanksgiving. And yes, we talk about asking for his help. What have you brought into your prayer that's different? Are you asking for anything different? Are you receiving anything different? And this is another point I want to make about prayer. And then I'm going to go. I learned that prayer is more about listening than talking. I went through these seasons in my life where I went through these seasons in my life where I was just doing all the talking. I didn't set aside time to listen to God. The best place in prayer that I was, was when Dr. Sharon Nesbitt did a video on Facebook and she was talking about how to start making time for God. And I'm going to give you the same advice that she gave me and it worked wonders for me. It was a three-hour prayer or spending time with God for three hours. You would wake up at 3 a.m. You would, for your first hour, you could read. Your second hour, you could worship. And then your third hour, you can pray. Now, it does not matter what order you do that in as long as you spend those three hours. You may wake up one morning and really not feel like reading right then and there so you could Pray or you can worship first and vice versa, whichever one comes first in your spirit. Okay. But that allowed me to equally spend time in everything that I needed to do. So it made me spend an hour in my reading. It made me spend an hour in my worship. It made me spend an hour in my prayer life. And so by 6 a.m., I was done and I could begin my day. And I didn't feel defeated. And I didn't feel as if. I was trying to rush the prayer or trying to get it in later or putting it off till after lunchtime or tonight or whatever. That may not work for everybody. I don't know what your three hours for you would be or be considered um, convenient. But if you do not have a prayer life or you do not know where to begin, I would advise you to try that and see how it works for you. That's what got me started. 
because I was spending time with God, but I don't think I was spending enough time with God. I was praying, but I really didn't know what all to pray for. And in that hour that you spend in prayer, pray in the spirit. Please pray in the spirit. I know you have to get your repentance out and you have to get your thanksgiving out, but please pray in the spirit when you spend that hour. If you or if you have the evidence of speaking in tongues, please do that. Don't allow Satan to rob you of your communion time with God. It doesn't matter if we go to church. It doesn't matter if we are on any committees. It doesn't matter if we spend five hours a week in church every day. If we do not have a personal relationship with God and spend time in prayer, then we are doing nothing. So I just wanted to share Mighty Prevailing Prayer book by Wesley Duell with you. And I hope that you pick it up and read it and enjoy it for yourself. Um, if not, I'm sorry. <laughs> Once again, every Saturday, I will be here with a passage or a quote from a book of my choice that I will be reading or have read and share that with you and my thoughts on it. So I hope you enjoy your Saturday. God bless. Please tune in for Sunday's word at 7 a.m. And I'll check you out in the morning. Have a blessed day.